Welcome, folks, to Brand of Man Ministries, building one disciple at a time for the cause of Christ, not through any agency or work of man, but by the grace of God alone. I'm Pastor Will Hunsaker, and in today's episode of Open Your Bibles, this will be Season 3, Episode 7, we will explore Paul's teaching in Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 through 15. Now here Paul is going to warn us and the Galatians of a false sense of license in this Christian liberty, God's grace. Now so far in chapter 5, Paul has provided six reasons why returning to the law to attain God's grace is destructive to Christians. This fits in with the bigger picture, how he's uh, giving you a difference, a distinction between what is law and what is gospel and not to combine the two, not to eliminate law, but do not combine it with the gospel. So now Paul is going to turn the tables a bit and warn that our liberty in Christ found through the gospel should never be used as a license to sin. In other words, we can't do whatever we want to because God has already forgiven us of sin and, and given Christ's righteousness to us. We can't just do whatever we want. So let's go right to the text from the Apostle Paul, beginning in verse 13. For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. But if you are always biting and devouring one another, watch out, beware of destroying one another. Galatians 5, 13 through 15. Now let's emphasize that last point that Paul made, beware of destroying one another. He's basically saying your conduct can be destructive, not only to yourself, but to others around you in the Christian community. Now, some of you may recall, I'm going to use this as an illustration, from an American history class, that's when they still taught American history, of a famous speech given in 1775 by one of America's founding fathers, Patrick Henry. Now, he famously said, and to fire up the crowd, I have no doubt, give me liberty or give me death. That has resonated throughout American history. For as long as we have been a nation, freedom has been a hallmark of the United States. We, we confidently proclaim our rights to freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of the press, etc. But what these and other freedoms do not allow us to do is to operate with impunity. In other words, we are not free from any consequences for unjust actions in the name of freedom. So Paul's warning echoes the same critical point of freedom. With freedom comes responsibility. This is what Paul is stating in verse 13. Trouble comes when there is freedom without responsibility. He says, for you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Galatians 5, 13. Very critical point, especially for Christians New to the faith. So Paul's warning here is ripe with a reminder. 
that our sinful nature is still with us. It lurks in the shadows of our liberty in Christ. It will not ever go away until Christ returns and restores all things. So Paul's warning is clear. Our nature is to want things that God does not want. So take care that your freedom in Christ does not become corrupted by your sinful nature. Now, it's interesting here that he uses this word satisfy. He says, but do not use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Now, that that's a Greek term that actually comes from a, a military term that implies the center of command or a beachhead. So what Paul is saying is, do not let your sinful nature become the center of command to launch attacks in the name of liberty. Do not use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. But he adds this. He says, instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. Now, the Greek word used here for love that Paul uses is not our contemporary understanding of love. It's not the sticky, sweet version of romantic love. It is a Greek word, agape. And it's used primarily in the New Testament to to describe love. And this word has a very distinct and um, unselfish meaning. It's, It's a sacrificial bond is what it implies that can only be gained from a higher source, which in this case is God. 1 Corinthians 13 really gives us a good definition of agape, if if you'd like to read that whole chapter. So mankind cannot generate this love on its own. It can only come from its source, which is God. Reference there is Romans 5.5. So really true Christian freedom then is not to sin, but to serve. This is that agape love. Paul further emphasizes this point in verse 14 with love being the summary of the law. But remember, it's this sacrificial, unselfish love. This is a familiar concept in Scripture. comes right from the Mosaic Covenant. When Moses brought down the commands from Sinai, from God to the people, he said, Love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. That's Leviticus 19.18. So that bonding, that sacrificial love, the way we're supposed to conduct ourselves in God's grace is significant in serving others. So Paul is referencing the summation of the law, using this agape as a standard. In other words, the sacrificial agape love exhibited by Christ on the cross fulfilled all the law. He says that in in Matthew 5.17, that's why I came to fulfill the law, not to get rid of it. So the law still exists. We just don't operate under it. We operate with it. Our eyes are fixed on what Christ has done instead of our own performance. We will automatically reflect that agape love with our eyes fixed on Christ. So our love for Christ then drives us to resist sin not for any other reason. We don't resist sin on our own. It is our love for Christ that it allows us, enables us to do that. So through what Christ has done, resisting sin then simply becomes part of who we are. 
not by any forced action to attain grace or to validate our faith. It simply becomes a part of who we are. We automatically produce that resistance. Jesus emphasized this same point with many illustrations of a tree and its fruit. He gives a good one in Matthew 7. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes nor figs from thistles, are they? That's Matthew 7, 16. So we say you will naturally produce the fruit you need to produce. So since we cannot initiate grace for ourselves, this is what Paul has been telling them, you cannot initiate grace. You can only respond to it and don't respond to it with sin. You don't have cheap grace. You have grace that was paid for in blood. You do not get to respond with sin. We should do very well for ourselves to remember that distinction. Now, in verse 15, Paul's warning to the Galatians and to Christians today makes one final point. Now, we can see Paul's warning to the Galatians characterizing them as an unruly pack of wild animals, aggressively attacking each other, and that they and that should they continue on that track, they will destroy one another. It's all fallen into how they're conducting themselves in this grace. He says, but if you're always biting and devouring one another, watch out. Beware of destroying one another. Galatians 5, 15. Again, we must keep the context of this letter in view. The Galatians have been led astray by a false gospel that added law to God's grace. Now, obviously here, Paul is addressing their conduct towards each other because the Judaizers are deceiving them. They, they have become confused as to what law was necessary and if any laws were necessary. So they start attacking each other, devouring each other because they've lost the distinction between law and gospel. He's telling them that their freedom in Christ enables them to serve each other, not to destroy each other. It's that agape love. That's the freedom Christ gives you. The ability to be obedient, not to sin. Doesn't mean you'll never sin, but you can resist it much better than you could before. So Paul's emphasis here is that true Christian liberty does not involve refusing the law. It embraces it out of gratitude. Christians are not instructed to be what we call antinomian. Antinomian simply means someone that has no obligation to reserve, to observe any law. That is never the case in the gospel. No document of scripture teaches such a thing. In fact, Christ said the opposite. He said, if you love me, obey my commands. That's John 14, 15. But the context of Jesus' statement here is the same as Paul's letter to the Galatians. It is not a matter of obedience to the law to validate your faith or to receive his grace. It is a matter of gratitude for what he has done. If you love me, obey my commandments. He doesn't say, obey my commandments so you can love me. He says, if you love me, obey my commandments. You see the order there. So if you agape Christ, you will naturally keep his commandments out of the sheer desire to do so. 
Unbelievers do not have that desire. It is not a matter, folks, of letting go and letting God. We must be in a constant state of faithful obedience to the very end while realizing that all the power for that obedience comes from God's grace. I'm going to leave you with another illustration, another scene I want to paint for you that I hope resonates with you well. This is a a true encounter between uh, Martin Luther, great Reformed teacher, 16th century, and he had just finished a sermon given on the biblical doctrine of justification. The main theme of it was, you're justified before God by grace alone, through our faith alone, in Christ alone. That was his sermon, essentially. Afterwards, he was approached by a man who asked him, says, Mr. Luther, if this is true, if we are saved by God's grace alone, not by any works of our own, then a person can simply live however he pleased. Well, Martin Luther had listened to him patiently, and he said, indeed, sir, you are correct. A person can simply live as he pleases. Now, the question is, what pleases you? Thank you for listening. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord look upon you and bring you peace. Next up on Open Your Bibles, we will briefly examine Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. As Paul continues his address to the Galatians in this law and gospel distinction by describing the war that rages within every believer. God bless you all, and remember, the Bible cannot mean anything different today than it did back then.